If you're feeling some level of grief around challenging things you've been through, perhaps losing a job or going through a health crisis or going through massive transitions, losing the life that you thought you would have or losing the support that you thought you would have or just difficulties in your relationships, etc. First of all, you are so not alone. Everybody goes through periods like that. And uh, I just want you to know that. But second of all, follow along with me here today because I'm going to help you just know about the steps of grief or of grieving. And that's a really heavy word that is usually applied to losing a, a person that we love. Um, but we're gonna use it here in a little bit of a, a slightly lighter um, scenario where we're grieving the loss of opportunity or we're grieving challenges that we're facing or perhaps a diagnosis that we're facing. Um, or massive changes in our lives, things that we didn't think would come up, maybe things that seem somewhat trivial, um, like losing certain uh, opportunities that you thought you might have, but are feeling really heavy to you. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. If you've gone through something really, really tough, perhaps real grief or loss, first of all, I am so sorry. My deepest condolences, I am sending you a big virtual hug. Sometimes the grief is so big that everything I'm about to say in this video is perhaps irrelevant. And sometimes we need real clinical help. And if that's the case for you, if you feel that you are suffering from depression, for example, then please, get the professional help you need. So just a disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and this is certainly not in lieu of any therapy. So we're going to go through those steps. And what I want you to realize here is that this is incredibly helpful for your children as well. When they're going through challenging times, when they're going through some kind of loss, even if it's just that they thought they would get to have a play date and in the end they can't have it, right? Something that they wanted got postponed, something that they love got broken, someone said something mean to them. It's helpful to know that there are certain stages that we go through psychologically in most cases. And obviously we run through them much quicker and easier about more trivial little things and much slower and more painstakingly with the bigger losses in life. Now, before we get into these stages, I have to let you know about my absolutely free November challenge. If you're watching this as it drops, we are in 2020. It's been quite a year. You've probably had quite a lot of grievances or things to grieve, losses, challenges and obstacles. And I want to help you to finish strong. We are looking to finish strong, even though it's been a challenging year. I know that you have all the permission in the world, you're 100% justified to just stay in your pajamas all day and stuff your face with chocolate and coffee and just get through on Netflix. Totally fine, <laughs> you're allowed to do that. But if that's not feeling good to you and you actually want to join us in feeling like we're not gonna just waste these days, we're not just gonna completely let ourselves go, we're going to take control of our mindset, we're going to feel stronger and more capable, um, and that even though we've gone through crazy stuff and difficult, exhausting things all year, we can still rally up, uh, you know, rally up some energy and squeeze out the last bit of good juice that is still here. The year is not over, our life is not over, we're still standing, 
and if you need a little bit of coaching and hand-holding for us together to remind ourselves that we can do hard things and that we don't need to just let it all go and the holidays are coming up and there's a lot of joy to be had then join me in the Finish Strong Challenge. Every day you'll get a different prompt that's going to help you to reflect and process on what's happened this year and also to decide how you want to show up for your day-to-day -day life right now as it is, imperfect as it might be. So just go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash finish strong and please share this out widely with all your friends. This is a way for us to band together, to support each other, and no matter what's going on in the outside world, to create our inner worlds, our homes, and our minds as a place of peace and love and joy. We're also running a really fun giveaway. I'm giving away some of my Parenting Junkie swag to those who share. So be sure to tag us and share it out on social media. So you've gone through something tough in your life. Something changed, a big transition, a big loss. Just let's call it a challenge that you're going through. If your psychology is going to follow the generally held stages of grief, then the first thing that you might feel is denial, step number one. And you'll see this with a little child too, right? We're gonna use trivial examples here, but it might be a bigger example for you. But if a child thought that they were going to get to go on a play date and then the play date gets canceled, the first thing they'll do is be in denial. Like, no, it's not. How can that be? Of course we're going, we must go, right? We don't want to accept the truth. And that's the natural first stage where we're saying, no, it's not happening. We're fighting against it. Or we're just ignoring what was said. Like our, your mom says, there's no play date and you keep putting on your shoes and trot out to the car anyway, because you don't want to face the reality. It doesn't align well with what you <laughs> were hoping for. So if you've experienced this, or perhaps you're experiencing this right now, it's when you're procrastinating, when you don't want to face the truth, when you don't want to deal with what's in front of you, you don't want to make the phone call or set the meeting or name the name of what's happening. You don't want to speak it perhaps to other people. You're still in a stage where you're really not, not accepting and not, not even recognizing, not even being fully aware of what's going on because your brain is blocking it out. It seems too painful to deal with absolutely normal first stage. That quickly goes into, for most people, anger, right? And this could be anger, a kid could be angry at us, like it's not fair, how could you do this to me? They could have a tantrum, they could hit or kick or scream. We could feel angry at the universe, angry at other people, angry at our bad luck, right? Just feel really angry that it's unfair that this shouldn't have happened. Stage two. The next stage is bargaining. And bargaining is when we think maybe we can still figure out a way to get our initial way. Like our child says, well, what if we went to the play date in half an hour? Well, what if we did it outside? Well, what if, uh, what if we could reschedule? What if they cancel their doctor's appointment? Why can't they come here instead of us going there? Right? It's this negotiation stage where we're still trying to figure out a way to make it happen. So for you, that might be trying to, trying to, uh, uh, Anyway, right, trying to override the reality that this loss is occurring or this change is being made or someone's made a decision that you didn't like or you received a di diagnosis that doesn't sound good. And that's the time when we start to say, but maybe there's a way or maybe it's, it's different than I thought or maybe I misinterpreted it and trying to get back to square one and not have to move forward with this new truth. 
And then depression starts to sink in. That's stage number four. Depression is when we just start to feel down about it. That's when our kid just kind of gives up and they slump on the floor and they start crying and they feel upset, right? And this is for us, we could go into actual depression. And if it's clinical and if you're really experiencing depression, you're going to want to get help with that. Um, and that's a stage where we just feel like giving up. We feel uh, like helplessness settle in, right? Like we just can't do anything about it. It's so sad. It's so awful. And it just feels terrible. It just feels terrible to be depressed. It's completely paralyzing to be in that place. And eventually we come through the depression in most cases, uh, if it's a natural grief cycle, it will often pass naturally, maybe with a little help from our friends, right? We need some support, we need some love, we need to be able to talk to someone. And eventually we start to accept the new reality. So with a little kid and this trivial example who's lost the play day, then eventually they'll cry and they'll be sad, but eventually they'll move on. Okay, what's for lunch? Or they'll go play or they'll figure out something else to do with their time. They're not gonna get stuck there forever, right? Which is very, very important. So those are the steps of grief. And as you can see, they can apply to losing a human that we love. It could be the, the, the most dramatic and, 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 and tragic sense of grief, or it could be that trivial day-to-day, -day, you know, losses, changes of plans, frustrations, irritations that we have to go through. Maybe we spin through these stages very quickly, like, huh, what? No, denial, right? And then, oh, that's so annoying. And then, but maybe can we make it work? We're bargaining, right? And then just, oh, I give up, this isn't gonna work, depression. And finally, acceptance. So my question for you today is what comes after acceptance? And I want you to really start to apply this particularly to this past year, right? To the things that have come up for you. Maybe you were in denial about certain lockdowns or about school systems or about job situations or about health crises. Maybe you were really going through that process of denial or anger about it, right? These are the people on social media who are very angry and yelling at each other and, and speaking rudely to each other. They're in a stage of anger, right? Maybe a stage of bargaining where you still think that you can figure it out as it was and you haven't come to terms with the fact that things are changing. Or a state of depression where you just feel so bummed out and you have no energy and you don't wanna take care of things. Maybe you don't even wanna get up in the morning. It just feels too heavy and too upsetting. And finally, we wanna to get to that stage, hopefully, of acceptance where we start to step back into creativity and start to realize that we have more agency than we might have realized. And there is something that we can do and perhaps we want to do it. So I now wanna talk about what happens after that? Okay, what happens after the acceptance? Because there are some people who just stay with the feeling of something bad happened. There is nothing good to say about it. Something bad happened, right? And there are certainly situations in life where it seems like it's only tragedy, like it's only loss, like it's only grief. And the best we can hope for is to come to a place of acceptance, certainly. But there are people who go through the most horrific types of tragic losses and they actually move past the stage of acceptance into a sixth stage. And maybe we could call this the silver lining stage, right? Or the alchemizing stage, as I like to think about it. And this is where we take the terrible tragedies that we've been through or our losses or our grievances and we start to use them. We start to find the gifts, the blessings, the ways that this can serve us moving forward. We actually say, well, given that this has happened and no one would have wished it to happen, I wish it didn't happen, fine, right? 
We're not saying that we wish it would happen, but given that it is the reality, and I must accept it now, is there anything in it for me? Is there any way I can make good with this? Can I, you know, make lemonade out of lemons as the saying goes? Is there something I can find in it that might serve me or others as I move forward on my journey? And you'll see this in people who, for example, survive abuse. And sometimes they are able to go through those stages and then alchemize that experience from the, from the dirt, right? Alchemy is taking dirt or taking some kind of substance and turning it into gold, right? So they can take that experience and alchemize it into service of others, right? They become more empathic. They have insight. They have knowledge. They, uh, can design ways of helping others who have been in that situation. They can use it to empower themselves or to tell their story or to somehow make them stronger. So often people can go through the craziest things you could possibly imagine. And certainly they go through the cycles of denial and anger and bargaining and depression and perhaps acceptance. But then sometimes even they come through that and it seems as though, even though it was a terrible thing that went that happened to them, it seems as though they no longer experience it that way. They're not denying that it happened or saying that it wasn't terrible, but they are saying that given that it's happened, there are ways they can use that or that they can grow from that. And sometimes people will even go as far as to say, I don't wish it away. I wouldn't have had it any other way. I've heard athletes, for example, who have lost limbs, right? Lost a leg, something that no one would wish on anyone that you would assume is the worst thing that can happen to an athlete in some ways, right? And then somehow they're saying, you know, this made me stronger or this gave me a completely different understanding of my body or this opened up doors for me that I never would have thought could open. And it's it, it can be very inspiring when you hear someone tell their story in that way where you would assume they just get stuck in depression for the rest of their lives, but instead they're alchemizing that into something new and interesting and helpful and kind and compassionate and innovative and all of that stuff. So all this is to say, of course, it's justified to feel sad and to feel down. We all have permission to stay in that place. We also have permission and perhaps the potential to find the silver linings. And that doesn't mean that we are denying that it was a negative thing from our perspective. Or it might be, right? It might be that you take a more spiritual approach where you're saying everything is for the best somehow and there's a, you know, it's meant to be a more deterministic approach, maybe. But even if that's not your approach, you can still see how, look, no one wanted the traffic jam. No one wanted the, the, you know, whatever it was, whatever bummy thing happened to us or maybe really tragic thing happened to us. But what are the silver linings here? What are the gifts? How can I now use this and roll it into something uh, that might serve me better, given that this reality is already here? So if you want to coach your children with this, just assume that they too will need to go through certain cycles. When they're frustrated, when they've lost something, when they're uh, challenged, they'll need to go through the cycles of getting out all of those feelings of denial and anger and bargaining, etc. But eventually they might be able, with your help, they might be able to see how this might be a situation that actually opens up a different door, right? They say when, you know, when one door closes, a window opens, etc. How does this situation ending uh, offer me some kind of alternative opportunity perhaps? Or as terrible and awful as this is, what can I learn from it? What can I take with me? How can I make this make me into a better person, into more of the person that I want to be? 
So head on over to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash finish strong and join us on our challenge there. We are going to be talking a lot about this type of thing of feeling strong, feeling capable, taking the difficult things that we're going through and making them into something that propels us forward, uh, helps us find meaning and purpose and that we are able to handle without getting deeply traumatized or without staying stuck. Remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.